Welcome to Bundle Buddies, the podcast replay indie games from itch.io and elsewhere. My name is Alex Honnett. It's just Alex Honnett this week. Eric is otherwise unavailable. Uh, it is Monday, February 14th, which is Valentine's Day. So my guess is he's having a lovely dinner with his wonderful wife. Um, Matt is also not here at the moment. I'm guessing he's also having a lovely dinner with his wonderful wife. It's a three wife guy made podcast, which is exciting. Um, but we were inspired to play through. <laughs> we were three <laughs> wife guys inspired to play through the Itch.io bundle for racial justice and equality when it was launched in June 2020. It raised over eight million dollars for charitable causes. We now play through that bundle, other bundles, and other games that celebrate the spirit of indie gaming and social justice. This is episode 59. We've played 172 of the 3,451 games in our bundles, and we promise to play all of them. Thank you for joining us today. Um, so it is Valentine's Day. Um, it was my complete fault for not having my act together to get everything recorded earlier and matt just texted us it was like hey guys uh it's valentine's day i'm editing the episode and uh where's the bumpers and i was like oh fog so i pulled myself away from watching marry me on the couch with my wife and my dog which uh is not a great rom-com but i am kind of enjoying it it's weird to see owen wilson try to play against type and not be charming he's supposed to be like a boring guy and uh i think he's pretty charming in movies and this one he ain't, you know, which is exactly the role for him. Um, <laughs> so th this week we're doing kind of a, a weird one. Um, it's no uh, guests again. Um, and we're introducing a new concept for the podcast, which is the 16-bit uh, book club, where we're all uh, talking about games that we loved a lot from our childhoods or other points in our life uh, that we would love for the other people to play. So we're going to play these three different games from each of us and then uh, decide which ones we're going to play in what order what's going to be, and then have individual episodes where we talk about them, uh, which should be fun. Uh, so get ready to listen to that. But first, uh, let's talk about the cause. This week's cause is the Pilipino Worker Center, or PWC. Founded in 1997, the Pilipino Worker Center, PWC, is a nonprofit that organizes the low-wage Pilipino community in Southern California to demand better living and working conditions. In this current national and political climate where immigrant rights are being attacked and quickly eroded, domestic workers are pushed even more into vulnerable and exploitative working conditions. PWC does their part by providing support for human trafficking survivors, immigration legal services, affordable housing, workforce certification training, educational workers' rights, enforcement of wage theft, free tax preparation, and a cooperative for home care workers. Although most of their work is centered in Los Angeles and San Diego, they have assistant clients, clients across the country. Uh, check them out on www.pwcsc.org or at pwcs.org on Twitter. Uh, we've donated to them, and if you donate and send proof to bundlebuddiespodcast.gmail.com, we'll shout you out on the show. Let's get into the book club, baby! It's funny because I think that they're all, they all should probably be dorkier than they are. And David Fincher was like, but what if everybody was so cool? And it's like, no, these, these guys are dorks and they should be portrayed as yeah. being dorks. Like they're saying like dorky, whiny baby. Like we all wish we grew up to be a movie star. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I want to see like, who would be, who would do like a good, <laughs> I want to see Adam Sandler remake Fight Club. That'd be great. Oh, <laughs> as the 
character from Hubie um, Halloween. I want to see the Hubie Halloween. You know, Sandler club. could do Fight Club, but uh, Brad Pitt couldn't do Hubie Halloween. So that's the way I've... That's so true. That's so Although true. fucking uh, Edward Norton could range. absolutely do Hubie he's Halloween. That guy has incredible range. <laughs> oh, my God. I would totally watch yeah, that'd be I think great. Edward yeah. Norton and, and Adam Sandler should yeah. swap for a movie. Have they ever been in a movie together? I wouldn't be surprised. Oh, oh hi. This is Bundle Buddies. We're recording. This is a... <laughs> It's just the three of us this week. Um, we really, yeah, we really, we came unprepared. No, this is going to be a great episode, but we feel the need to like filler it. Yeah, so we don't have a guest who we're interviewing, so you know we're endure this we're for like a half. Interviewing of... the culture, we're interrogating our, our sort of you know childhoods and our artistic preferences and stuff like that. Um, so this this week, uh, for longtime listeners of the podcast, you might know. Every time an RPG comes up or a game, we're talking to like, you know, someone who's like a game from their childhood that was important to them. I always bring up the game Chrono Trigger. That's like my OG number one game. And I've been threatening for literally the entire, what, year and a half we've been doing this podcast, Eric, to to force Eric to play it at some point. And so this... Yeah, he keeps trying to trick me into doing it. (laughs) And he's so clever. He keeps on figuring out my little tricks, my my little tricks. (laughs) I wake him up and it's like, oh, you're in a dream and you have to play this video game. And then he's like, Alex. And I'm like, it's not Alex, it's Loki. And he's like... (laughs) (laughs) So point being, this is the the, the whole idea of this podcast is really just the thin veneer to get Eric to play Chrono Trigger (laughs) for the first time. But we're playing a little video game book club. We've all prepared three foundational games for us that we really loved at certain at a very, certain point in our life that we should be able to play without having to buy anything, ideally. Um, we're going to chat about them on this episode of the podcast and then take turns playing each of those games at some point over the next few months. So this is the sort of, you know, you got to imagine it's the first uh, meeting of the book club. We're getting together. We're going to talk about our, our possible uh, books that we might read or video games we might play, and then we'll decide the which one we're going to go to first. Um, that's the idea. Anything else you guys want to fill in? Anything you feel like I, I missed? Uh, Alex just walked away. <laughs> <laughs> I <laughs> yeah, well, okay. Alex just, <laughs> if you missed yeah, something, you Anything you, anything you want? Let me laugh. Dot wanted to get out of the room. My, my little doggy Dot needed to leave. Anything you guys want to add? Bounced. I figured I'd cut to you, like toss it to you guys for a little bit. Just and in my head, I, I'm working with so many pro, with such pros. I, I would love to hear. Would, uh, I would love to hear what you guys have to think. See ya. I appreciate all your feedback and input. Um, um, I think you covered it all, Alex. I mean, I yeah. Well, this, yeah, this is very much your, I, this is, and I, I don't, I'm, I'm not saying this to be a, um, to like, to remove myself from it, but this is a, this is an Alex Honnett project and I'm, a, I'm a, along for the ride on, on this. So I'm, mostly I'm really excited to play Chrono Trigger, but I'm also, <laughs> I'm excited to, I'm excited to fucking, to see what you guys think about, about my thought. Also, <sighs> I don't know. What do you think about the mustache? What do you I think? It looks what great. going on right now? It's like a handlebar. Yeah, it's awesome. It's kind of. Is it too no, much? No, no, no. Mustaches are cool again. As you can pull I, it I hope they are. I've been had a mustache for the last like three years. Yeah, yeah, but the mustache looks good on you. On me, I'm like it looks really good little, on you too. Like you just got to get used to it. It's a little much. Yeah, it just takes some time. It, okay. But you do look look, great. You look normal. I look normal. Okay. You're like good. sexy normal though. 
Whoa. Yes, sir. I mean, you look normal. Do you guys remember that song, Sexy Can I? It goes, Sexy Can I? And it'd be like for Eric, Sexy Can I just grow out my mustache? I look cute and I'm a cute boy. It's like praying, praying, (laughs) sexy. (laughs) Um, Yeah, no, no, no. I, well, okay, so let's. I mean, Alex, what game do you want us to play? No, we got to do mine last. <laughs> we got to we got to build think... to because we know what that is. That's no, no fun, you know. I, I think... no, but that's why we got to start with it because we know what no, it is. We're gonna build well, suspense right? think... and tension. <laughs> I think this is an interesting conversation because it's it's really plumbing like what what like about these games like hooked us so much. Totally. You know, we can talk about that and try to like selling it to each other, right? Mm-hmm. That's like I think that. I think that we're we're trying to figure out like like why is this game worth playing now in addition to why do you think it hooked you? Like, okay, I I I'm I'm taking a a, a full um okay I'm gonna go first hit it because I I did not I decided to to not do the assignments <laughs> no but that's this is not so true. such an no. Eric Roth way to approach this thing. <laughs> Well, here's here's what I was going to do, is I was going to make us play. I made uh, instead of writing an essay, game. I made a video. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Can you handle that? It kind of is. It really, no, it really, it really class is. Project. Kind of but uh, I think you're, you're, you're I think you're, you're gonna end up being happy. I think you're gonna end up liking the thing that I've oh decided, even though it's it's absolutely um, not not the assignment. But I think it'll be fun. Um, I was going to suggest. The video game Hook, because it it as a child it was an NES game that absolutely baffled me, and like it sticks with me for you know for all the wrong reasons. And I was like, this it, I wonder if this game is actually like playable. And I was just a child and I couldn't play it, or is it just like actually maddening and like like an unfinished game that <laughs> like my parents purchased for me at some point. I d- and so I did not do that because I had an idea while I was walking yesterday, and I've been thinking oh, about. Oh, you did do hook. This. I'm not doing fascinating because I to, so to to me I was like I don't know that kind of sounds like the assignment to me like I was like in my yeah. head I'm like we right. talked about hook on that the is, podcast like I know like yeah. I'm curious about this game it's like oh yeah I remember Eric said this about it I'm like okay interesting I'm like plugged in but now here's the pivot so, I'm not I'm not going to make you guys play a terrible game. <laughs> And I've been thinking for a second about this because I think I actually <laughs> wait. Okay. Hang on, is this so a game you, know, you just want to play, or have you played this game before? Um, it's not a game. Oh, uh, it's the RPG Maker. Oh, I I think we should all make ourselves. We should all make a little RPG for each other to play. Um. And this is why, because you know how in the bundle for racial justice and equality, mm. there's all these assets and stuff. And the podcast is about, you know, a completion, you know, a completionist guide to all these these properties that are in the bundle. So we have all these like RPG assets. So we've got like little monsters and stuff like that. And and no with no like real means to explore them. And so I think. I think we should all try to make a little RPG for oh each Oh my other. god. You devious dastardly dog. I gotta say, that's that's very impressive, Eric. That's a really good that's idea. Pretty cool. Yeah, that's a really good idea. <laughs> pretty 
Okay, pretty cool. I'm over here getting ready to rag on you like, oh yeah, we're going to play Mass Effect because I've always wanted to play Mass Effect and I never did. I was like, oh, okay, fine. Um, that's great. Oh, that's a yeah. great idea. I, I do I do think um, that uh, to in, to my mind, like that is, it's I think like a, the next series we do after this, you know what I mean? Where it's like, this is, uh, this okay. is the book club. We do this. And then the next one we do is like we each make little RPGs and each like one week we play the other person's RPG for that week and we, we go into it. Um, oh, my God. I'm, okay. I'm tingling. Sounds so fun. You love that. You uh, love that I idea, mean, Matt. I do. I, I also like, did you guys ever play like RPG? I had RPG Maker on PlayStation 1 and wow. it was awesome. Yeah, there was a PS1 RPG Maker that was it was hard to use because you had to do everything with the yeah, controller. Yeah, totally. <laughs> but, but it was cool because you'd buy – there's like a USB thing you could buy to like download games from the, the internet and like you could play other people's games and like use their sprites and things like that. And so it was like really early sort of like, I don't know, uh, hobbyist game development. Um, and, uh, I you know, I played it when I was maybe – 10 and it was too much for me you know it was way too, but i'd be curious let's not do that one that's way too arcane and like hard to use the ps1 we, i don't know one? it'd be very fun let's not do the ps1 <laughs> let's not emulate <laughs> do, you, that could be do you still have it matt i i probably do somewhere yeah i have the jewel case and everything wow. it looks cool yeah i wonder how let's much something see. like that is worth that feels like one of those things i'd be like yeah, I think it's at my parents' house. Let me see. RPG Maker PS1. Eric, that's a really good idea. What What do you think your RPG would be about? Oh, I have no idea. I don't, like, that's the thing. And, and that's what I find kind of um, exciting about this is, like, I don't know what. I mean, so here's here's some of the things that just from, like, searching in the in the bundles there's an rpg farming kit i don't know what that means rpg items retro pack rpg monsters and minions huge pack rpg town tile set um yeah i i think like i don't know and so i don't know what i was like oh you know it'd be cool is like an rpg about a wizard turning into a necromancer but i have no idea if that's like a thing I could possibly right like I I have a feeling that we're all gonna make RPGs that feel like the first <laughs> you know ten minutes of Zelda right like that's just like shitty versions of the first ten minutes of Zelda. Well, we can challenge it, ourselves it, to not do that too. You know, we could just say you know we could make. Well, I have no idea, no right? Because it's like I mean, it's like deciding to like write a novel for the first time. It's like, hey, let's all just like write a novel real quick for a month. I had yeah, I had a, like a short an RPG map story mapped back in like 2014. I had like an idea. Okay. I had an idea for it. The whole thing. I remember this. Yeah, I talked to I Matt about this. it a little bit, and then I was like, maybe yeah. it's actually not an RPG. Maybe it's a book. And then I was like, I'm just gonna keep on being a crew. I'm just going to make a yeah. <laughs> it was pretty intricate though. It was very like, you had a lot of, I had a lot yeah, of thoughts. Yeah. I had a lot of it figured out. I don't I don't know if I would be able to do it as a using RPG maker, but that would be that'd be curious. Yeah, I mean if we give ourselves like a time limit, you know, and we just see what we can make up to a certain point. I mean, this is we what are we doing today again? <laughs> I uh yeah, I think it's a great idea. I think that we can we can kind of just I don't know, make like a little sketch. Mm -hmm. And then if we want to go further with it on our own, we can and like maybe revisit our projects down the line. And I'm so it's a two parter. There is first part, 
the book club game is hook. Unfortunately, we will. <laughs> yes. We will. We have to play. We will hook. have to play fucking hook. Um, and then a, a project down the road will be creating uh, RPG Maker stuff, and we can get going on that stuff now and like start to look at like the different tools out there and maybe get a head start just making something. And dear listener, yeah. when we talk about this again, you'll know that like, oh, maybe they have the games ready now. Oh my god, how exciting is this? This scares me though, fun. because this is like that. It's that thing of like, you know, time to, we've been talking about other people's games for a long time, but like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Make your own fucking gonna thing? Like, we're gonna make the shittiest thing. <laughs> we're gonna make something so bad. It's gonna be unplayable. Completely unplayable. Yeah, completely. It's not the critic who counts, it's the man in the arena. Yeah. <laughs> we're gonna get our asses kicked. <laughs> that's the, way I, well, that's I think... the way I feel about it. That's not the way Eric yeah. feels about it. <laughs> <laughs> I think, well, it's funny, right? Because like, you know, I think we we have a level of our, our because we've never made a game before. Uh, we go into these things with like a little bit of like a respect for people who have designed games in a way that like some of our uh, the people that we have on who are very good at making yeah, games. That's so funny. They don't yeah, have totally. that towards people that make like shitty choices and stuff they're like why am i fucking this sucks this i would thing? never have done that and i wonder what uh trying to make a game on our own terms is going to do because i have a feeling it's going to make us even more rev- like respectful of people who make shitty games because we'll be like i could never fucking do this thing this is hard i uh when i was in like a freshman in high school i went to a video game development camp at stanford okay in summer Ooh, and i made a wow. game and it was like three weeks Oh, no, even less. It was like maybe two weeks. And, you know, it was like start to finish. You had to make a game. I can't even remember the name. It was like some, it was like Flash, like Macromedia Flash games. And okay, um, yeah. I made a game called Extension Cable Man. And <laughs> it was, it was a very interesting experience because I don't know, as I'm sure we'll find when we do this with RPG Maker. And it kind of, uh, what Daniel, Mol- Daniel Mullins was talking about when we talked to him, um, we, you kind of just, you have an idea, you have like a starting place and the game just becomes something completely different based on like mm-hmm. what you can do and what's interesting when you're testing it out. And like, I don't know, even like mistakes you find you make along the way, like create some like interesting, uh, I don't know, like wrinkle that you wouldn't have been able to, you know, design. I don't know. I think, I think it'll be a very good exercise. That's what I'm saying. There you go. Yeah. And, uh... I think it would be a very uh, good exercise in tedium for all of us. (laughs) Wow. I can't wait to play your game, Alex. I'm going to just, I'm just going to run around in your brain for a little bit. (laughs) Hey, why don't you meet, uh, this is my friend. Yeah. My game's going to be with the guy, Alex, who's uh, really good at kissing and he's going (laughs) to kiss everybody. I mean, that sounds rad. I don't, yeah, maybe I'll make a horny Kissing game. Out. That'd be fun. Oh, yeah. I've got this mustache now. <laughs> Lean into it. That's the new uh, the new Roth method. Hey, look. Look, I got this mustache. I'm going to make so a horny I, And then you'll be like willfully sort of like ignoring the uh, assignment. It's like, so look, I knew I know we were all agreed to make RPGs with RPG Maker, but instead of doing that... <laughs> <laughs> I made a, a a you know hentai game or something like that. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, Matt, what's uh what's your book club? Okay, game? well you know I came into this and I I also misunderstood the assignment. I was originally going to have us, <laughs> I was originally going to uh, have us play 
uh, I was thinking it'd be interesting to have everyone play uh, Eternal Darkness, Sanity's Requiem mm. for the GameCube, which was a very um, formative game for me. Uh, but it, it's there is the Dolphin emulator. We could emulate this game, but I do think it might be a little more complicated than what we're doing. Um, however, I do think that game is an interesting uh, game to play in light of you know all the inscription conversation we've been happening having. Well, I don't know. Wait, okay, so you're telling I'm I'm intrigued, but what are you about to pivot to? Well, I'm pivoting to another game because I. One of the games that I loved when I was a kid and continue to love throughout my like life, and I play it every now and then, uh, is Earthbound, mm. which I know is like a big RPG. In addition to mm. what uh, what Alex is going to be pitching, <laughs> and it's also funny to me to have the trifecta be Earthbound, <laughs> Alex's game, and Hook. It's, just three. <laughs> it's a little lopsided, um, but I do have. Uh, a book that I've been wanting to read and play Earthbound alongside with, and it's this um, Legends of Localization book. It's all about the translation of Earthbound. Oh, cool! And so oh. I thought it would be, you know, fun for me to play through it. And this thing is awesome. It has like all of this um, information about uh, the the localization process, and they had to do it in like something like six months. It was this really quick turnaround. Um, and yeah, I thought it would be an interesting, I don't know, sort of wrinkle for the for the book club to have an actual book to read. And I do have the, the digital version of this. I can share with you guys. Oh my so, gosh. Yeah. Ooh, baby earthbound. Okay. So that's Ness, right? That's Ness. That's Ness. Yeah. That feels like yeah, that Tim Rogers, Ness. um, video series he made, right? The one about playing through PlayStation seven. Exactly. I mean, PlayStation 7. PlayStation 7. <laughs> <laughs> the one, yeah. Sorry. Did you guys ever, when you were in like elementary school, there was like a rumor on the playground that in Japan, you know, it was like they their video game culture was so advanced that they were already on Mortal Kombat Five when like yes when like (laughs) Mortal Kombat it was like oh they're already on Mortal Kombat like four in Japan when when, yeah exactly it was it was funny it was always with Final Fantasy it would be like oh yeah actually Final Fantasy twenty has been out in Japan for like three years already and it actually explains what happens to Cloud after. (laughs) And he actually, I think that Luke Skywalker is there too. And Luke Skywalker <laughs> became Darth Vader. Well, there's that thing and, too, like where, where like, you know, in Final Fantasy, in PlayStation 7, in Final Fantasy 7, there's like a belief, a massive spoiler for this game if you for some reason haven't played it. But after spoiler. after Aerith dies, like there's a way to get her back, you know? and But you have to do like these incredibly like arcane like specific things like you know like turn left right go down have this weapon equipped unequip it like it's almost like yes wait is this true no it's not but that's like the kind of lore that existed around it got it yeah Yeah, i remember they're like angel fire like geocities websites with all of these instructions for for getting air but then because everyone's so upset in final fantasy tactics there is a way to get cloud on your team Yes. Which to me is is, like the greatest, like little, like what a wonderful little sort of fuck you Easter egg kind of a thing where it's like, sure, you might think in this other game, there's a way to do all these different things, but we actually put one for real, a way to get a character from another game for no reason. Doesn't make any sense to the story or anything like that. We just dropped in this game for you. I love that. Yeah, and that they Square started being more amenable to doing that stuff because they just started putting their characters everywhere, yeah. and they started making all these like it's when Final Fantasy VII came out, and you played through Final Fantasy VII, 
it really felt like this is like very precious mm -hmm. and like this is it, it felt so um <clears throat> i don't know like the lore was just so like pristine rich and they yeah. couldn't touch it yeah and then it was like yeah. now we're releasing final fantasy uh 14 mega mix featuring all your favorite characters <laughs> yeah, at the exactly club. exactly like, i thought these people were <laughs> they existed <laughs> this was special places <laughs> um but yeah basically this it's it's exact i actually was inspired to buy this book after um we were watching through those videos alex sure. because it's and if you haven't watched these videos uh tim rogers basically goes through and he just very in a very like under a microscope looks at these games and like the differences between what's implied in the original japanese and what it's translated to I mean, doesn't he play through all of Final Fantasy VII? Does he do the entire game? You know, I don't think so. I, I mean, he he's a Japanese speaker, and so he, like, I think it's also just, like, kind of, a, a, he's a very, he, he's not, like, afraid to tackle big projects like that, but the video series jumps around a little bit from what I yeah. remember is that it's not, he's not playing through everything, but he does spend, like, four hours i think on like the first 15 minutes or something like that breaking down sort of like all the stuff and you really do get a sense of how much richer the text is in japanese because like from, from like an rpg perspective like you you contain so much more information in like kanji and in the japanese language because it's character based and like there's so much more that's sort of implied contextually in like single character words than there are in like you know english where we have these sentences that are sort of like uh, really confined to space and right. you, you have to have more words to say more stuff a lot of the time unless you have mm. like sort of uh, really rich uh, cultural stuff which unfortunately this does not in the, in the games be like be like oh this is like this is he's saying he's a cool dude that's the translation to his English and it's like in the Japanese it's this other word which is like a subsect of like you know people in the 1950s would like do certain things that got them and so everyone in japan knows that and it's baked into this like framing like of this thing so you get you get so much more from it yeah that's that's what's so interesting to me is that like <clears throat> in japanese the fact that they can uh there's so much connotation with like a, like such minimal mm -hmm. like character like i don't I don't know, like, what the equivalent of that. Do we have any equivalency in English, or is that like just like a? Well, I'm gonna make it an RPG maker, so don't worry about it. Okay. Like, I'm gonna make, I'm gonna do that. <laughs> don't worry, I'm gonna do that. It's gonna be, I'm gonna make something that, like, if you try to translate it, it just is not gonna be as good. <laughs> the untranslatable so game. Matt, what's this other game, Eternal Darkness, that you were talking about? This looks oh, really so interesting. <laughs> so Eternal Darkness kicks ass. I I love Eternal Darkness. It's uh, Silicon Knights, um, who were a development studio uh, that got really big in the late 90s uh, after Nintendo acquired them. And they, I think their first game they ever made was this this uh, Eternal Darkness game. And it's like a Lovecraftian uh, survival horror game. And basically... For the GameCube? For the GameCube. Weird. Yeah. It's awesome. And yeah, published on Nintendo. Um it's you follow I, if I remember correctly, you follow a a woman who's I think it's her father dies mysteriously and he lives in this mansion, this like gothic mansion. And you basically go and investigate the mansion. But as you're there, like your sanity starts like deteriorating and you start having these weird sort of hallucinations where you're like going through back through time. So you play as like characters at all different in all these different eras, like during the Roman times. I think you you play 
I don't know if you play as Charlemagne or just like you're in his castle. Uh, but there's all of these crazy. It's crazy, and like basically, there's a meter, and this was it, it was kind of like the gimmick, but it's actually really cool. And it's your sanity meter, and it goes down if you like don't replenish it. And uh, I don't even remember how you replenish it, but um, the game starts to fuck with you, and so like it'll like pretend like you, the TV was turned off, or it'll like it'll like change the input or like lower the volume or it will like make it like really hard. It will like distort the video. And uh, yeah, it's just a really cool, there's like all these like metagame things that sort of remind me of uh, inscription just in the way it kind of, you know, messes with the experience of playing a game. Um, it's damn that rule. It's an awesome game and the story is really good. And it's still, it controls a little clunky. I played it a couple years ago just to see what it was like, but yeah, it, uh, if down the line we want to do get dolphin, you can make us play Earthbound instead of this shit. What the fuck? <laughs> I mean, I play it. I just if I, I'll, I'll hook you guys up. I'll get dolphin the dolphin emulator on your um on your computer. Well, because here here's the thing: it. is I have played Earthbound. I absolutely love Earthbound. That is a incredible uh, game. It's a standout like in video game, not just like RPGs and stuff like that. It's it's so strange. Yeah. It's so good, Eric. I think you would absolutely love it. Well, here's here's actually what I was gonna say is I don't give a shit. <laughs> oh my! Again, God. this dirty dastardly dog. We got this Tyler Durden esque. <laughs> Here I am. It's like, Man, this... why don't we just blow up the credit card oh building? There's no way they've backed this information up on computer. The coyote of the <laughs> podcast over here. <laughs> yeah, this guy. It's, all, all it takes is. Five buildings coming down to reset the world's credit. <laughs> Man, is that mustache talking or is it Eric? I, I don't know. Tell. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not sure where the mustache ends and Eric begins Let anymore. <laughs> Let me out. I'm gonna make an RPG that is. What if I just made the Fight Club RPG? Fight Club. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be awesome. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> R.I.P. Meatloaf. R.I.P. Meatloaf. Uh, R.I.P. Meatloaf. Get vaccinated, folks. Yep. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. He was. I forgot he was. He was, he was, not, uh, he was bad about that. Yeah. Unvaccinated guy. Oi. Oi. Um. Yeah. I mean, Eternal Darkness. Let's do it. I mean, the. No. I. Whatever. I don't give a yeah, shit. No. I think. I'm also into Eternal Darkness, Eric. It's kind of what I'm saying. You know. And okay, I, I appreciate that you it. guys have kind of both given us like options, which is nice. I think maybe yes. I didn't understand the assignment and I fucked up. Well, you you just well you I created cre- an assignment <laughs> around like one specific thing that you wanted to happen. <laughs> you like instead of just being like I want you to play this game you were like what if this is something bigger you gave us an illusion of autonomy you were like oh yeah like oh yeah you guys can come with your little cute little ideas and then at the end of it we're just gonna play chrono trigger (laughs) (laughs) wait wait spoilers alex what's your game that you want well here's the thing like i i was ready to do chrono trigger but now i'm feeling like maybe i shouldn't you guys both had like no i want to play chrono trigger i'm excited such interesting things i'm like what should we do instead of chrono trigger what was the thing? Chrono Trigger sounds great. Well, we should absolutely okay. play there's Chrono another Trigger. game that we could do. Not no, Chrono I don't Trigger. care. All right, fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've told this, yeah, I've told is... this uh, thing on the podcast many times. The story of how I got back into video games in like 2012. Oh, God. Do you want us to play Skyrim? <laughs> I'm just saying. Skyrim is out there. And it's available on I've multiple so ports. Skyrim. You know what I mean? I've played Skyrim so much. <laughs> 
I feel like I lost a year to, I have, to getting stoned yeah. and playing Skyrim. I played Skyrim some, like crazy on what was it on Xbox 360? Yeah, was it on 360? I played it on PS3. Yeah, right. And then I played like crazy, Something, and then I got a yeah. PC. I played it again. Like I just, I, I, I don't know. It's I, I, I can't do that again to myself. So you guys are saying we're playing Skyrim? Like Here we go. Three. I, it was like three in the morning. I was stoned. And I creeped through a village just slitting people's throats oh, in their sleep. And I was like, this is crazy. <laughs> what am I doing? <laughs> Why am I doing this? Oh, man. I can't go back. Don't make me go back. Don't make me go back, Alex. We got to go back to the game. Okay. Okay. It's, you can really you can really get around in there. All right. Here we go. The year is 1995. I exclusively wear sweatpants from Costco or Target. <laughs> I've never worn jeans. Oh my god. I was a sweatpants kid. Too. I don't know how to tie my shoes. I still wear Velcro because I never learned. Is it, what? I Wait, you're 10? Yes, I'm 10. This is it, okay. it's oh, no. you know. This is the kid it's I okay. this is the kid I was. Yeah, it's that's okay. the, that's Matt the teacher right there sort of being like, that's fine. That's totally cool. Yeah, and this is Eric, the the mustache man, being like, "What the fuck, kid? Grow the fuck up, get a fucking I, job." I, I learned eventually, Eric. <laughs> I figured it I out. I could tie my shoes. It was actually rollerblading Thank that made God. me want to learn because I was like, "Ah, you know, they don't really, you know, you got to lace up your your boots." They don't make Wolf. Velcro rollerblades anymore. <laughs> <laughs> For okay. I, I have Go a subscription yeah, to yeah. Nintendo Power Magazine. And there's okay. an ad in Nintendo Power that shows a red-haired um, character with a katana flying through the air with a charged mm -hmm. sword, uh, okay, fighting against a monster in a snowy landscape. Uh, it's sort of a, and it's, um, and it reminded you of your battle against the ability to tie your own shoes, <laughs> and to like the guy who used to pants me until I started wearing jeans, so he couldn't do it anymore. Oh no! Yeah, Jesus! Oh man! I'm sorry. I don't like Alex. that guy. That guy. Yeah. Let's, Anyways, let's it it, it was the it was the art that was eventually on the cover of Chrono Trigger, um, and they used it as a full page ad in Nintendo Power. And I I thought to myself, what is this game? I gotta play this game. Mm -hmm. So I got it for Christmas that year. I put it in. Okay. I had never played an RPG before. I had no idea what oh, the deal wow. was with it or anything like that. I started from scratch. But the way it starts, the first menu is this rotating thing, this uh, pendulum swinging back and forth, and you hear the clicking, and then the music hits, and I was fucking in, locked in from the get-go. This game completely rewired my brain. I was had like i i feel like parasocial relationships with the characters in it there's uh, several <laughs> moments when pivotal things happen to characters in that game that made me actually cry as a 10 year old and 11 year old mm. Mm. when i finished the game i felt a kind of deep hollowness and like sorrow that it was done that i had never experienced before uh uh, the closest thing was maybe like finishing the first red ball book and being like, wow. But in that one, I actually don't know if I read the first, red the ball first red ball book is pretty good. It's also a little more, uh, a little less. Is that Martin the warrior? No, no, it's just red ball. It's a, it's red about, uh, um, 
God, what's the name of the first? Because Madame Mayo, it's like, is it Matthew? No, Martin, Matthias. Is Matthias the name of the, the mouse in the first one? Impos- the original We'll one? never know. Impossible to figure that out. But at the end of the Red Ball books, I felt like, okay, I still have all of these books to read, so it's no big deal. At the end of Chrono Trigger, it's like, oh, that's yeah. it. Forget about it. You'll never be able to go in and do it again. I have played this game more than any other game in my life in terms of like going back and beating it again. I've beaten it five yeah. or six times. Um, I've done, I think, just about everything there is to do in it. Uh, but from a game perspective, it does... <laughs> so much right it is made by like a dream team of japanese squaresoft developers it's basically the guy who created final fantasy the guy who and then uh the guy who created dragon uh, quest sort of combined to um, do this thing with art by um oh who did the art i should do this picasso I so i um should i play this game akira toriyama akira toriyama yeah should i play it with like how should so I there are should I just go in uh, yes, and just 100% like, just, just start it, it start it from scratch and just do it because there is yeah. I mean it's been okay. out for a long time you can find anything you would possibly want to know about it out there <clears throat> but what yeah. you need to do there's a lot of different versions that you can get you could buy it on Steam it's pretty cheap you can get it on your phone you can get it I think on Switch even you can get it there there's different ports what you need to do is go find an emulator and get the original NES copy of it because that's the best one. Uh, Super NES. Yeah, Super NES. Yeah, I feel like... So I, I played this game not... Well, actually, my memory of this game... Because I'm was i a little younger than you, Alex. And I never had a Super Nintendo. I went from NES to N64. And when I got really into gaming and you know wanting to play everything... I Chrono and I finally got a Super Nintendo later on. Chrono Trigger was like a, like the most expensive game. It was like $120 like from like Funko Land or you know, it was it was so hard to find because they didn't make very many copies of. It was a very late Super Nintendo game, yeah, right? It, it was, was like, it was it was like 95 and 64 came out in 96, I think. Right. And the so it is actually the first game I ever emulated and I remember like kind of that kind of adding to the mystery and the allure you know because it was also like i had to play i didn't understand how like map keys to my Mm -hmm. i didn't have a controller for my pc so i remember like playing it in this really weird way on my keyboard (laughs) and like didn't get very far probably because i don't know just just the clunkiness of the emulator but um i ended up like it kind of became this like weird albatross for me like i really wanted to i was always weird albatross i really wanted to play my weird albatross I'm really into. I just read this like Branta piece on whaling and whale watching, and these uh, these people in like the Russian tundra who who rely on whales for sustenance. And I've got whales on the brain right now. I'll tell you what. But the um, yeah, Me whales too. and whaling and and ships and albatrosses, and birds. weird albatross. The um, but yeah, the <laughs> albatross eye. The um, but then I, I played it on DS. The DS port was pretty good. Yeah, actually, like they did a really good job with the DS port. Um, I know, yeah, but we should all get the emulator and, and do it that way. I think it's the best way. As I don't think I've actually ever beat it. I think I got maybe three quarters of the way. You've never beat beaten it. it? Here's the thing about it. There are eight different endings. So, yeah, because that's great. They, you have to beat it eight times. Uh, no, just beat it through once. But, <laughs> but here's the thing. There are decisions you'll make during it that will affect the ending you get, you know, yeah, because within... That's within the within the game, stuff. I mean, I love it, but within it the game, and here's the thing about this game, and this is, I think, what I like the most about it: it's the perfect 
mouth it's the perfect mouth size morsel of the game you know you'll sit down you'll play it it'll probably take you between like 15 and 20 hours to complete perhaps but mm. it's it's not 60 hours it's not 120 it's not this massive thing you can get through it you know big chunks of it in one sitting as an adult which is really really nice you don't really have to grind that much you know if that's not what you're into if you want to the game becomes infinitely easier um but you can get you can do everything in this game um and the choices that you make that affect the ending are not so extravagant that like you are like paralyzed by by like choice you get like maybe like four or five big decisions that you need to make you know and the whole thing that'll affect the endings um the central conceit of this game is time travel uh so that that uh, plays into it quite a bit but the thing about it is you really don't have to overthink it. it it's just you experience the thing for exactly what it is every ending is very fun most of the endings are kind of goofy uh to be totally honest except for sort of the the true end games um and there is one of them that like made me cry so hard as like an 11 year old you know having completed the game that it's unbelievable I'm excited. Yeah, yeah, let's do it. I mean, I'm super stoked to, to, to have an excuse to play through this game. I me love too. it because is the way a, we structured it was like we a, were going to be like, okay, we'll pitch our games. They'll be competitive. And we sort of like talking <laughs> shit and all this stuff. And we're all like, wow, that's a great idea. I can't wait to play that. <laughs> you know? Yeah, you know yeah, yeah. I know. Well, yeah, you've you've also been talking about this for a while. Oh, so I love we, we came in this. I fucking love it. <laughs> Hook me up with those emulators. Guys, I um, – Installed the power supply on my computer. Yeah. So my computer is wow. like a fish. Hog, hog status hooked up to slot, hog, baby. The hog is hooked up to slot. That that GPU is getting all the power it needs. I got 700 watts wow. blowing through this bad oh boy. My God. Hell yeah. That's great. That's a lot of Woo! power. That's a lot. Of power. Uh, oh, yeah. I My, my power supply in my computer is actually not meant for my case, and it's not powerful enough, and my computer's probably going to explode at some point, but I forgot about that until they just mentioned it. Ooh. Well, if you want me to help you install a new power supply, baby, I know how to do it. <laughs> Come on up here. Okay, nah. Come on up. You come bring your computer down. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm thinking now? that Because I, I'm also, you know, I'm, I'm very literal. My brain is literal. Don't mm -hmm. see meaning in anything beyond what it's stated. <laughs> <laughs> and the book club idea, I know you have you guys heard of the boss fight books? Mm -mm. There, no. it's like a series of books. It's almost like the uh, what are those called? The oh man, I'm three thirty three or thirty. Oh, oh I know the one. Thirty three to third. Yeah, thirty three okay. to third. Um, series for music. It's about. It's like mm -hmm. they get different journalists to write about games and game development. And I think that there is a Chrono Trigger. Uh, one. There is actually there's a Chrono Trigger book, and it's written by a writer, researcher, and Japanese specialist at the University of Pennsylvania Libraries, and it's just about the development of the game and sort of the the meanings, maybe the deeper symbolism in some of the some of the, the in the story. Um, yeah, maybe we could do, read it too. Are you guys? Is that too much? Reading a book and playing a game? Am I crazy? Yeah. Yeah, mm, yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna okay. I, I'm gonna read that book. Okay, I'm, I'll read it to you, and uh, we'll explain it to you, Eric. Thank God. In detail. I got. I have so many. I mean, like, I had. Here's the thing: it's now that I'm playing Apex Legends with mouse and keyboard, <laughs> I don't have time. <laughs> I don't oh, have no. time for what about um? For have, have you got Rocket League yet on PC? No. 
it's, it exists. No, Rocket League is my couch game. Yeah. Like if I'm if I don't want to be sitting and I want to be laying down, I just I pop on over to Rocket League on the couch. <laughs> For high octane gaming. Um, that's it. Okay, so so we're doing hook. We got hook. That's what we're doing. We got uh, <laughs> Eternal Darkness, and we got Chrono Trigger. Which is, this is an nice... incredible array of games. We've got NES, right. and then we'll do Super Nintendo, and then we'll uh, down the road yeah. we'll do an RPG Maker game. I mean, we'll talk off mic about like times to start working on those games. You know what I mean? Like that's a whole project. Unfortunately, yeah. we live in California where it's sunny all the time, and we don't have an excuse to stay inside making RPGs. But we still do well, the podcast. <laughs> the sun is the sun is bad. I hate the sun. There you go. Stay yeah. inside. <laughs> I shouldn't go outside. Like the 101 is so close to my house. I it's my air is unbreathable. It's true. Outside. You have a problem, and scary. I live uh, in an area with toxic masculinity. So <laughs> <laughs> I have to be careful. That is a good reason not to go outside. That was a great episode of Bundle Buddies. I wholeheartedly agree. Uh, is what I would say when Eric says, Alex, I think we're getting really good at this. Um, <laughs> next week, uh, I'm actually not on it next week, so you're getting your dose of me next week pre-bumper now. Uh, we've got Brian Biancardi, a favorite guest, our first official guest on the podcast, uh, come to us live uh, with uh, Eric and Matt hanging out. Uh, they play Ball Buster 2.0 by Joseph, Volvo Air Sport, Volo Air Sport by Ramjet Anvil, and Drake by Gawain. Uh, that's it for this week's Bundle Buddies. Like and subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts. Leave us a review there, please. And check us out on the web at Bundle underscore Buddies on Twitter uh, or at www.bundlebuddiespodcast.com. That's it. <laughs>